The Bible Study Podcast, episode 390. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 52. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I have decided, at least for now, we will go on with the study of Psalms. Thank you for all of you who gave me feedback last week, especially for the words of encouragement that I got, which I really appreciate. I got about four minutes into a study of Psalm 51 and started realizing how very familiar this seems. So we're skipping over Psalm 51 because we did it back in episode 351. And so if you're wondering where Psalm 51 is, it happens to be a favorite psalm of mine. It's David after he is confronted with the sin of Bathsheba by Nathan the prophet, and it's created me a clean heart, O God. It's that psalm. If you're interested, you can find that in the archive. But for now, Psalm 52, again, a psalm of David. And this one is when Dog the Edomite had gone to Saul and told him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long? You who are a disgrace in the eyes of God, you who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You love evil more than good, falsehood more than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. You deceitful tongue. I think of James in the book of James when he talks so much about the tongue. The tongue that is one of the smallest members of the body and yet does so much damage like the smallest of fires that sets the forest fire ablaze. We can tame all of the wild animals, yet we cannot tame the tongue. And in this case, David is dealing with someone who, he says, you deceitful tongue, as if that were the only thing about them were the tongue. Their tongue is so notorious. They are so good at boasting of evil. They are so good at practicing deceit. They are so good at plotting destruction, of loving evil rather than good, of speaking falsehood, that it's their whole personality is dominated by their tongue. It's not hard to have that problem, to be dominated by what we say. And there are a number of different ways we can do it. We can get caught up in gossip. We can get caught up in always wanting to put other people down. We can get caught up in falsehoods. Lies upon lies upon lies. We can get caught up in boasting. And some of us have even managed to do a combination of those. The tongue is such an important thing. I think of all of you who wrote me this week with words of encouragement and how different that was versus when we get those words of discouragement, those words that make it hard for us to continue. People who said, whether you continue on in Psalms or you don't, as long as you're doing a chapter, we're going to learn from it. That builds you up. It makes you want to do something. It makes you want to continue. And yet so often we tear others down. And we tear others down sometimes because we feel torn down ourselves. It's like the bucket of crabs. You know, you've heard the story. You don't need to keep a lid on a bucket of crabs. I don't know if that's really the case, but the idea is that as any one crab tries to crawl out of the bucket, all the other crabs will pull it back. And sometimes we do that with our words. We tear down. And David goes on, Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. 
He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at you, saying, Here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. As a rule, David likes the long game, the game that says that he won't do that thing that will give him short-term gain when it is the wrong thing to do. There are certainly exceptions, and I think of Bathsheba, that psalm that we skipped over. But I think of all the other times when people were saying, look, here is Saul in your hands, delivered into your hands, just kill him and you could be king. And he said, no, it's the wrong thing to do. He is God's anointed. How could I do that? How can I start basically a kingship based on the idea that kings are the people that you should kill? It made no sense in the long term. And so he looks at this person and says, You trusted in your great wealth when you should have trusted in God, because that is the better long-term choice. Wealth comes and goes, but God is always there. And the psalm ends this way. But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people, and I will hope in your name for your name is good. Now, remember when this was written, it was written when David was going to the house of Ahimelech. And if you don't recall that story, and I can't say that it came to the top of my head without looking it up, this is the story from 1 Samuel 21. In 1 Samuel 20, Jonathan and David, Jonathan, who is the son of Saul and a friend of Saul, a brother of Saul, really, plot to figure out how Saul really feels about David. And David finds out that Saul wants to kill him. And so this is the first time that he really runs away from Saul. And so in 1 Samuel 21 is when he goes to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. And he comes and Ahimelech meets him and says, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? And he lies. The king sent me on a mission. No is to know. But he's on the run. This is David on the run for the first time. So that's the context of this psalm. This psalm is written, this last part here, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God, is written by David the fugitive. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever, is written by David who is running for his life for doing nothing wrong for the king who wants to kill him because he has been anointed in his place. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people is written by a David who is afraid, a David who is trembling, a David who is fleeing. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good, is written by a David who is all of those things and yet is still faithful to God. That's one of the reasons I like David. That's one of the reasons that I like the Psalms of David and that they reach out to me is this honesty that we usually see in David and this faith that we see even when times are difficult. He wrote this in the middle of fleeing for his life. And yet he says, I'm like an olive tree. And when I think of an olive tree, I think of something that is sturdy, something that lasts. I think of those olive trees I see when I go to Italy that are generations old flourishing in the house of God. Because David trusts that if he continues to trust in God, if he continues to obey God, that God has a plan. That God will see him through. 
The second time Ahimelech is mentioned is that time that David goes down and finds Saul asleep and that one of the people with him says, let me end it right now. Take the spear and pin him to the ground. And David says, no, how can we strike God's anointed? He continues to run. He continues to do the right thing, knowing that God will be faithful in the long run. I pray this week that you and I would remember the long run, that you and I would remember the faithfulness of God as David did, and that we will stand firm even when the situation gets difficult. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Well, the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it. But there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.